He had a burning ambition to play pickleball. No wasted years in his quest, only nine months, and coming home at the top of the pickle world. On the court, you better be quick or be dead. Power, precision, aces high. His infinite dreams include expanding the game to all people, here and abroad. He is Alex Simon. This is Pickle with Mickle, the interview series. Zero, zero, start. I think we got it. Okay. So this is no video, just phone? No video. Old school, just phone, audio. I think ah, got it. a certain genuinality to it, if that's even a word. I'll save you from my, uh, my ugly looks. I was going to say from your GQ looks. Yeah, not radio, radio face. <laughs> well, I also <laughs> think when you're not staring at yourself or knowing that you're on camera, as people yeah. like to say, that you're, you're a little more free, right? We're a little more loose. We can actually, you know, say a little more what might come right to your mind instead of uh, worrying about how you look. Yeah, and you might have just stressful. been playing some pickle, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. I could be. You, you'd never know. <laughs> I'm here with Alex Simon. Alex, I'm glad we finally were able to catch up. How you doing today on a Friday? I'm doing fantastic. You know, the weather here in Las Vegas hasn't gotten too cold yet. So uh, it's probably in the 60s. It's a nice afternoon, and I could not be happier to be here chatting with you today. I'm glad you made the time. You know, the weather there usually mirrors the weather right here in Arizona. And so Mm -hmm. we're in that non-summer stage where we don't want people to come to where we are. Come back later. Let us enjoy this time of year because it is absolutely beautiful. And I've I've just got to ask you. Now, you know, a casual Wednesday for most people is a little different than a casual pickle Wednesday for Alex Simon. Can I blow the lid off it? Can I tell the folks what you were doing? Yes, you can. And I, again, before you go into that, I apologize for, uh, for having to reschedule. But I did have, uh, you know, other things that uh, I could not say no to. Sometimes in life, Alex... There are some things you just do not say no to. And the first one was good enough for me. Folks, Alex, we were supposed to meet on Wednesday and have our interview here and talk and get together. And he sends me a text and I was kind of putting it in my mind, you know, just a casual text. Hey, you know, do you think we could push this back 30 minutes or so? Uh, I'm hitting with Agassi. And so my head's spinning. Of course we can. And then you follow it up (laughs) with... (laughs) Hey, you know what? Could we maybe push this back even a little more? I'm going to play doubles with Andre and Steffi. And I'm just like frozen at that point. I don't even know if my thumbs could move. Of course. And Alex, I got to ask you two things on that. You know, mm-hmm. when you're out there with Agassi and then you got to play with mm-hmm. Steffi too, are they going for it? Does it get a little intense? They can't hide some of that competitiveness. Uh they go for it. You know, I actually play with, with Andre a few times a week. So we've been practicing a lot. And him and I play singles. That's that's what we do. He's trying to get his singles game better. So I was lucky enough that he reached out to me and then we started playing. We play, I'll say, you know, at least three times a week. And it's always games. We drill a little bit and then we play games. And he's very, very good and very competitive. So it's always a, a, a battle. Uh, but I had uh, never played with Steffi, so she actually came early. Uh, she had a, a lesson schedule, and she came a little bit early so we could play some doubles, and I didn't know she was coming, so that was a surprise for me, and I had never played with her before. So then we got to play some doubles, which was fantastic. And uh, But, yes, they are very serious about pickleball. They're very yes. serious about the pickle slam coming in February. They are practicing almost daily. And uh, I'm just uh, lucky and happy to be a part of, uh, of their progress and hope to be able to share some of my, my pickleball knowledge with them. Well, I'm sure you are. And perfect segue, Andre's got to get his game going for the Pickle Slam coming up mm-hmm. in February. Are you going to attend that? Or, you know, or what's I your schedule? Uh, my schedule is, is getting very busy. I've been doing uh, you know, some traveling, which we'll talk about. And there's more oh, yeah. and more traveling 
coming my way. So uh, I hope to be available. And if I am in the States, because most of my travel is actually international, I, uh, I hope to be there. Yeah, it's, I guess it's at the, the, the Hard Rock again in, uh, in Hollywood, which is just right outside Miami. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, beautiful yeah, venue. You, you can't beat Pickle in Florida. Pickle Slam. I love the name. Alex, mm -hmm. if you're training Maria Sharapova in secret, say nothing. <laughs> ah, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm Team Agassi. Team Agassi Graf. <laughs> right on, right on. Well, I know they've got Sharapova involved this time around. And, of course, Johnny mm -hmm. Mack will be back there. I think it's a great way just for people to see how great pickleball is and the fact that it, it really helps promote pickleball when you've got these great tennis folks playing some pickle, too. Yeah, it's, you know, I've been playing pickleball only for a year, but I'm pretty good pretty fast. And uh, now that you have, you know, when you had the first pickle slam, uh, you know, and, and, and Chang played, Roddick played, uh, Johnny Mack and, and Andre Agassi, uh, all of a sudden, all, all these people were like, oh now i know what pickleball is you know they, they heard that i was playing this thing but nobody ever took it seriously but it takes you know celebrities and and these former you know tennis professionals and tennis legends to play for it to attract attention and i think it's wonderful and i think it's wonderful what andre is doing and and you know playing these pickle slams and bringing the game to the forefront he's really becoming an ambassador of the game i think that's great and it'll be awesome to see the game continue to go and I said before, it's my pleasure. I'm here on the court with Alex Simon. He's a pickleball pro. He's an OKC Punisher. We're going to talk about that and a lot more. Alex, you mentioned it. It's incredible. Number two in the world in nine months, as in nine months ago. Isn't that right? Take us back to when the visions of pickle started dancing around in your head. You know, I, uh, I, as you said, I live in Las Vegas and uh, they built these courts by my house. And for a couple of years, I just drove by and I saw people playing. And then one day I said, you know what, I've seen enough people play. I think I want to play. And I'm a little bit of an unusual character. I set these, these incredible lofty goals for myself in life. And uh, so on my birthday, which was October 15th, uh, 2022, I turned 50. I decided I wanted to become a professional senior pickleball player. And I had never played pickleball. So. And just in case, <laughs> folks, you were wondering, Alex and I are like four days apart. October 15th to October 19th, 1972. Great year. Go ahead. Exactly. So you understand all my aches and pains. I gotcha. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so the day I turned 50, I told my wife, you know what, babe, I'm going to play professional pickleball. And she was like, well, what are you talking about? I said, no, I'm just going gonna, gonna to start playing and I want to play in the, in the professional senior tour. So I started asking some some friends around town that played tennis and also played pickleball. I said, who can I play with? They introduced me to some folks. And long story short, I started playing, played my first tournament in December, which was the bubbly that they had here in Las Vegas, uh, you know, last uh, last year. And then uh, I played amateur. I played four or five. And then my next tournament, I played professional at the Masters in, uh, you know, in, in Palm Springs. And... I started doing really well, played a couple more tournaments. I, and the Masters I, in Palm Springs was this year. Yes, it was this year, correct. It That's was the right. yep. you know, big, beginning of the year. That was my first professional uh, senior pro tournament. And then my next tournament, I podiumed and I took third place. And then my next tournament, I took silver. And uh, I was only losing to the same guy. It was uh, Matthias Johansson, who's the number one player in the world. And uh, so, as a matter of fact, I haven't lost to anybody but him since i don't know march <laughs> and uh, i you know i became number two in the world within a few months of starting to play pickleball and that's how my my journey started it, it all happened very fast and uh it's been you know an eventful year and i'll certainly you know be happy to share everything that i've been doing it's it's progressed even outside of just playing professional so uh, pickleball has really uh, taken over my life. Absolutely, I'll say. And the rise is incredible. And we're certainly going to get to all of the other just great things that you're doing outside of pickleball that pickleball has led you to, right? I like to say that pickleball is a great connector. And so let's start with how we got together. And that's through NPL, the National Pickleball League. I was out at the championships in Glendale. I met Carol Rolls, team owner. Mm -hmm of the Punishers. And she's like, you got to talk to Alex. And here we are. So huge shout out to the boss lady, Carol Rolls, for right. getting us together. I mean, NPL is awesome. You guys had a great year. 
There's another year coming. Now, are you still going to be a punisher or do you go back in the draft? How is that working? Do you know yet? You know, I don't know yet. They're finalizing what's what's going to happen. Of course, uh, one thing that I that I, I I say I do know, I hear it's going to happen, is there are more teams going to going to be added. So we had six teams, you know, during the first and inaugural season, which was this year, and then they're planning on expanding. But when you expand. You know, you got to give the, the new teams a chance to pick up some of the better players because all the, the best players in the world are already right. in NPL. So you can't keep keep the same teams. Otherwise, the expansion teams are, you know, are not going to have any of the top guys. So I imagine there will be a, a redraft. Okay. That's what I, what I think should happen. And, and you know, I, I believe that's what they're going to do. Maybe they'll be able to, you know, I don't know. I hear so many things, but it'd be nice if, if they at least let the teams keep one or two of their, their top players. You know, you get to, to keep at least somebody from your original team and then maybe redraft. But I don't know know the details. So who knows? But I, I was happy to be a Punisher this uh, this first season. It was amazing. Carol was such an amazing lady, such a great owner, uh, made so many friendships, played so many great matches, so many great players. So yeah, NPL was uh, was a highlight of uh, of 2023. And I think it's only going to expand, like you said, more teams. There's three combines for people who yeah. are over 50. If you've got some pickle in you, find these combines, go to the website, check it out. You could maybe be playing against Alex or alongside him. But speaking of that expansion, and it's interesting you mentioned that, because I'd like to see even over in MLP, that teams can retain some of these players to really build that team, you know, mm -hmm. and then the drafts become uh, grabbing the new talent for the team, but no stranger to expansion. You better watch out if in the NPL, they stack a team like they did my Vegas Knights out there, you know, that's become my hockey team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, the Knights find, I mean, you know, and we're not going to get too much into hockey, but I mean, I've no, been no. here since the, the inception of the team. I mean, what an incredible ride it's been. I mean, an amazing team from, from the very first season. And, uh, hey, sports, we, you know, we have Formula One happening here tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, Vegas is like a, a mecca of professional sports. We have baseball coming. We have, uh, you know, the Knights. We have the Raiders. So, yeah, it's a good place to be. Have you had a chance? We won't, we won't spend a lot of time on hockey. Have you been to a game, though? You know what? I have not. Okay. And uh, I should be ashamed of myself because, uh, but I'm, you know, I grew up in Brazil. And uh, we don't have snow. We don't have ice. We don't There's have not a lot of hockey. No, not a lot of hockey. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's really not my thing. Uh, it's but, just, it's, it's more of an event, really, the, the Knights hockey game, as much as it is a hockey game itself. Yeah, that's what I hear. And, and I'd love to go and someday I'll get there, you know, but they've been so good, you know, so quickly that ticket prices are also expensive. So I'm like, you know what, uh, Someday I'll get there, but I'm I'm in a rush, but I hear it's awesome and good for those that get to go. I'm happy for them. Absolutely. Now you touched on something. Formula One in Vegas this weekend. So we're going to jump around to where I was going to head, but that's okay because I love to do that here. We're on the court, right? Maybe you push me to the baseline. Maybe we're up at yeah, the yeah. kitchen, but I saw something on your website that obviously caught my eye. You do yeah. some things in regards to team building events, corporate events mm -hmm. through pickleball. And yeah. I saw Indy Racing League. I saw Ferrari. And that's pretty impressive. Things And did you get a driving experience through either of those? Yeah. You know, I was, uh, I, you know, I have a, a public relations background. And I did uh, work as a, as a PR director for an IndyCar racing team which was, uh, you know, a, a lifetime ago, but an awesome experience. And to answer your question, yes, I did get to drive a, a, an Indy uh, car, you know, once for a few laps around the circuit here in Las Vegas. And it's wow. all it's cracked up to be. It is a, a, a fun, fast time. I grew up huge IndyCar racing fan, you know, because the 500 was always on TV, the Foyts and all the racers back in the mm -hmm. day. Not too long ago, we did Christmas in Florida. We were right near Daytona. And my dad, my brother, and my, my younger son, Jackson, went down to the raceway and did the tour. And then I, I did the NASCAR experience where they put you in the cockpit with a driver oh, and whip yeah. you around uh -huh. the track. And, oh, my gosh, that was so fun. Yeah, it's um, it's crazy. You know, these but I can only I mean, imagine oh. <laughs> the, the Indy car, right? I mean, oh. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is I didn't – 
drive a car until after I had already finished working with cars. And uh, I mean, the circuit here in Vegas, you know, it's the oval where they do the NASCAR race. And it's, it's amazing. Like, it's almost like a downhill thing. It's, <laughs> it's such a, a fun experience. And I mean, and the, and the speed is just incredible. But even a ride along, I've done ride alongs when I used to be in, in racing. And that's even more scary because when you're driving, you go fast, but you kind of go, you know, within a safe, relatively <laughs> safe speed. But when you're with those drivers, you're like, we're going to go off the track. But they never do right? The, the, no. the wheels just screech and you stay right on there and they look like they're having the time of their life and you're, you know, fearing for your life. It's, uh, it's I, something else. I tell people all the time, if you watch the little video of, of me in that NASCAR, all you see is I sit in there, they check the seatbelt, I'm smiling, I get out, I'm still smiling. I mean, I just, you can't get the smile off my face because one thing we're pulling like, you know, two G's around the turn or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's something else. Everyone should experience that once. Well, talk a little more about, you know, what you do with your, with your company and team building. Now you do a lot here. You do a lot in local communities. You scratch the surface on a little bit. You've done some really awesome things abroad. This year mm -hmm. you were in Kenya. I'll let you talk about that, but I'll also let you talk about this thing you got coming up, thinking about this coming year, and you've got this European cruise oh, yeah. that you're going to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, a lot of things coming up, but uh, you know, and, and I'll just tell you the story of, of how this all began and how these trips all came about. Absolutely. Uh, you know, when, when I set out to play pickleball, I decided I wanted to play professional pickleball, and that was it. And uh, by, by coincidence, I happened to take a trip to Hong Kong and Asia earlier this year to visit my daughter who lives there. And uh, I wanted to play pickleball. I said, you know what, maybe there's pickleball in, in Hong Kong. So I reached out to the Hong Kong Pickleball Federation and they said, yes, we'd love to, to have you come play with us. And they said, you know, as a matter of fact, we've never had anybody of your level, I was already a, a top level player, uh, ever come through here. They said, would you be and willing I to find that just real quick, a little fascinating, right? In Hong Kong, and we, we know they play ping pong a lot, and badminton is badminton, big yeah, in that region sure. that, they, that they'd never even had just a top player come over for some pickleball, yet they've got a pickleball federation. But go ahead, we're in Hong Kong, and cool yeah. that your daughter lives over there. That's pretty neat. Yeah, my daughter works for, for Disneyland. So, uh, she, you know, she's in her early 20s, and she went there. She's a, a Disney princess. So she awesome. left at 19 and she's living her dream. So we went to go visit her. And uh, so I ended up playing pickleball and they said, hey, do you want to teach a clinic? You know, because our best player here is a 4-0 at best. And I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll teach a clinic. You know, why not? So I go there. They get, a, you know, a lot of the players together. I teach a clinic and uh, I love it. I fall in love with it. I'm like, this is like such a good time. Now, mind you, there is not one single dedicated pickleball court in all of Hong Kong. Okay, this is how, how new the sport is. So we go to badminton courts and with our, you know, painter's tape and a net. And we, you know, everybody just drives around in their cars with their nets, their paddles, and they play wherever. So, and so they're not even, even pre-taped or lined. We've no. got to get them, we've got to get them pickle rigged as we get there. So we go to, you know, I'm saying, where are we playing? He goes, oh, we're going to this badminton court. I say, don't you guys have pickleball courts? He goes, no, we don't have one. We have about 1,500 players, but we don't have a single pickleball court. So we go to a badminton facility. Everybody, you know, pitches in. You grab a net. You, you know, start putting it together. Other people grab the painter's tape. And within 10 minutes, we got, you know, like three courts ready to go. So we play, and then I'm loving it. And they say, well, would you like to do another one in a couple of days? And I'm sure. So I do another one at, at, at a different location. And I decide, you know what? I love teaching pickleball. I, you know, and, and I have a full-time job. My wife and I own a, a, a staffing company here in Las Vegas. That's but right. Don't leave, don't leave out the fact that, you know, yeah. you got the wife running the business at home while you're out starting this pickle venture. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. I'm surprised she's still oh, yeah. around because pickleball, <laughs> she's taking more and more of the of the day-to-day -day business. And I'm, you know, traveling the world uh, teaching pickleball. <laughs> but uh, so after Hong Kong, I come back and I say, I want to teach pickleball, you know, not obviously as, as a full-time living, but I want to do clinics. So I start connecting with people and I start teaching clinics. I teach clinics here in Las Vegas. I teach clinics, you know, I, I go to Boise, I teach some clinics. I go to Oklahoma City, I teach clinics. So all of a sudden I'm starting teaching clinics and, but I also want to travel abroad. So I 
got in touch with this guy. Uh, his name is Joe, who owns, uh, you know, he basically built the Nairobi Pickleball Club in Kenya. And I told him, you know, hey, I'd love to come over and, and teach some pickleball. I said, what, what is the level over there? He goes, oh, we have a few players here in Africa, but, you know, we don't even know what level they are. They're good young players, but, you know, we need somebody of your caliber, ideally, to come here so we can see and you can tell us, you know, how good are these, these players. So we organize it and I go over there. I was there, you know, a couple of weeks ago and uh, I go to Kenya and uh, with a dual purpose. The purpose was one, to teach clinics to all the best African players who came to Nairobi to, to learn from me and also to introduce pickleball to orphanages as a philanthropic, uh, you know, endeavor. That so, is awesome. Yeah, that, and that was, and I'll get into that, but that was really the, the, the highlight of the trip. So I go there and there's, you know, all the best African players, you know, young players, they're there. In fact, there's- From what ages? Friends. You know what, I'm going to say from uh, like 16 to okay. mid, mid to late 20s, like the, the, the best players, the better players. Sure. And, um, you know, there's girl Brenda from Uganda who took a 30-hour bus ride with her two-year-old daughter to come take my clinic. So, I mean, these people are coming from everywhere. Then I have uh, Mugisha, this guy who's trying to develop pickleball in Rwanda, which is another neighboring country. He took a 24-hour yes. bus ride also to learn from me. 54 so, hours combined by bus correct. to get to your clinic mm -hmm. in Kenya. Folks, not only is pickleball popular, but just when, when you want to you know, play pickleball and even if you're in these far countries, they're finding ways to get there, right? Yeah. And, and these people can play pickleball too. Mm -hmm. and, and they are trying to develop pickleball in their own countries, in Uganda and Rwanda. Now, forget courts. I mean, they, they don't have courts. They barely have any equipment. They have you right. Know, you're, you're drawing in dirt. I mean, yeah, correct. Absolutely. I, I saw pictures. They showed me. I said, where do you guys play pickleball? And they showed me where they play pickleball. And it's just on dirt. And they make the, the lines out of whatever they can. Uh, they have maybe four or five used paddles that somebody donated. Some, and they have like three, four balls. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. So, you know, I'm honored. I'm humbled that these people are coming, you know, these lengths to come learn from me. So I teach my clinic for, I, I do three days in a row of, of clinics. And then the last day I go to an orphanage, uh, you know, just outside of Nairobi and I go introduce pickleball to orphaned and abandoned kids, kids of all ages from, you know, like six, seven years old to teenagers who live at this orphanage and they had never seen pickleball, heard of pickleball. And we go over there, we teach them how to play, we leave all the equipment, and now they can, uh, you know, they can start playing and, and hopefully it will better their lives in, in some way. And it was just a, an, an incredibly humbling and amazing experience uh, being in Kenya. It's, it's definitely, you know, I grew up in a third world country, which is Brazil. But Africa, I had never been to Africa. And I've, I've seen a lot of the world, but uh, never those parts. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's just a miserable place. Uh, it's, it's just poor. And uh, just being able to, to give back a little bit was, uh, was just incredible. Well, I can, I can hear some of the passion in your voice and that it touched your life as well, as much as you probably did for the, you know, the folks, the children mm -hmm. at that orphanage, the folks who made the bus trips with a two-year-old in their lap mm -hmm. to come and learn some pickleball. So that's incredible. And, you know, that's, that's just the virtual applause and hand on my heart that I give to you for, for being that philanthropic and, and even more that you do in your local communities and that you're going to continue to do. I think it's, it's great. And it, it's awesome for, for you to talk about it. And I love to hear it. And I know the people will too. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's gone even further because I now have, I'm in the process of starting my own fund, my own 501c3 nonprofit, which is going to, it's called the 002 fund. Yes. And the purpose of this fund is to introduce pickleball to inner city kids, both in the U.S. and abroad. So it's becoming a, a, a real project and we're going to do fundraising and we're going to now start bringing pickleball everywhere. Everywhere there's children that can't afford and, and you know, we can teach and, and introduce them. And hopefully they'll be the, the future professionals and players or teachers or coaches of pickleball, you know, someday. And that's that's the goal.
Well, they have a great start if they're going to get instruction from the likes of of you and you know your pickle prowess for sure. But again, I appreciate it. Thank you for beginning zero zero two your nonprofit. Do you have any target cities here in the U.S. that you can mention, or where you know are what we in the early stages? It's very early stages. Ironically, I have more interest and contacts abroad, especially Africa. I'll be going back there, and we're now looking to expand awesome. what we started in Kenya through other countries in, in the eastern part of, of Africa, probably Uganda, probably Rwanda, um, you know, who knows where else. But now that, I, that I've been there and I've see, seen it and, you know, I have Joe over there who owns the, the Nairobi Pickleball Club, who does a lot of uh, philanthropic work. Now we want to expand on that. Uh, but if anyone, even here in, in the United States, if anybody listening to this and, you know, uh, I'll go anywhere, really. Uh, there you go. I can, I have access, to, you know, try to get some sponsors. It just takes a little bit of work, but it's, it's well worth it. And I'm sure, you know, there's companies out there that will, uh, will be willing to participate and contribute and we can uh, promote pickleball far and wide. There you go. And if even if you might want to uh, look into helping Alex with 002, he's not against yeah. that. And you can help that initiative that's already underway. Great stuff. I love it. Now, your next tournament, where are we going to see you next actually playing? <laughs> it's a great question. Um, I'm looking at my schedule next year. There's a lot of trips you know, coming up. I'll be going to uh, Italy in the beginning of May for three weeks. Forza Italia. Yeah, so, so I'll be teaching two clinics in northern Italy. And then, uh, of course, I, I have, uh, you know, at the end of summer, I'll be going to Eastern Europe and doing the, the river cruise where yes. know, pickleball court on top of the ship. Yes, sell gonna, this thing. Yeah. It looks amazing. <laughs> this is what That's the people want to do. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I, can't, I can't wait for that. And, you know, I just spoke to somebody in Egypt last night who wants me to go over there. So I see a lot of, of travel in my future. And um, so I imagine my year is going to be a combination of playing and teaching. And I, I have to be honest, the, the teaching part, both teaching and introducing pickleball and working with the underprivileged kids. I mean, that my That's heart a little, little more of the that. pie chart right there, right? Yeah, That's eating a little more of that is. pie, which is okay. Yeah. Yeah, which is, is perfectly fine. You know, I, you know I've, I've achieved number two in the world in, in singles and seniors. And PPA Las Vegas, I actually played open pro with the young guys. That's what you so told that, me, yeah. Yeah, that was my first hurrah playing the, 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 the young fellas. Um, and I love it. But giving and teaching and introducing pickleball really gives me so much joy that if I have to scale back on my training and, uh, you know, n not necessarily be number one in the world, I can live with that because I'm, I'm so happy bringing more people to the game and, and, and making people better that, you know, I, well, I let's can hope live with it, that. Let's hope it works out, at least from a schedule standpoint, that with your travel and taking pickleball abroad with the instruction and introduction of the game itself, there might be some time to still punish people as an OKC hey. in the NPL, right? I mean, okay. let's hope we don't have to lose out on that. Yeah, you know, I, I'll have to see what's going to happen with, with NPL. I have to see, you know, they're now signing players. I'm waiting for my call. So, hey, NPL. You know, hey, my, Carol. My, my phone is, hey, NPL. Yeah, my Rick. phone isn't is, is, is ringing, Rick. You know, Are Pat, you owners there, Shona? <laughs> Who wants Alex? exactly let the bidding uh, begin hit me up i'd love to play npl again i don't know what the schedule is you know i don't i know the the combine dates but that's all i know but uh, as soon as it comes out i'll have a better idea of, of what's going to happen but i'd love to play again i mean npl is a good time it's it's good fun you meet great people absolutely and, uh, you know i hope to be part of it i was just telling this this guy who's going to be on my show i i saw him on the socials he goes by pickleball andy he takes these great photos and he lives in Kansas City. I'm like, you need to get in and start following NPL. They play around there all the time. Yeah. And this is mm -hmm. serious good pickle for the 50-plusers because he's a little older than you and I. Yeah, well, there you go. Hopefully, I'll, I'll, I'll meet Pickleball Andy someday. You might. He might be snapping your picture. Now, real quick on your trip, the river cruise in Europe. Is the wife coming? 
Yes, the wife okay. is coming. Okay, and then you're going to be in a lot of trouble if she wasn't. I figured she better be. <laughs> you know, I didn't take her to uh, to Kenya, and uh, it was. She I might have thanked you for that. You know, no, she would have loved it. She would have. I mean, the the orphanage trip. I mean, it, it's, I, okay, yeah, I mean, that would have melted it, it, her heart. Uh, it would have melted her heart, and and she is such a, a giver. As a matter of fact, she fosters cats. Uh, so oh. we, we, we always have little cats here. She baby feeds the, these, these cats. I mean, like she's with the eyedropper. Uh, yeah, we, she's just a, an amazing human being and she would have loved to, to see the orphanage, but I was there for four days. You know, it takes two days right. to get to, to, to Kenya. And I was there four days, five nights, just there and back, just did what I had to do. Got a chance to see one national park, which was phenomenal. I saw all kinds of, it was like a safari. Right, you know, so all kinds of animals. So I did spend four hours of of my my trip there at a at a national park, uh, just seeing rhinos, everything in the wild. You know, you you name it: lions, uh, giraffes, zebras. Just incredible. Uh, fox is just incredible. So at least I, I I got out a little bit, but uh, I plan on going back, and I'll take her. But you know, the fun Italy, I'll definitely have to bring the wife. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, and and I would I would like to, and then uh, staying with the with the the cruise. So you know, it'll be fun. Speaking it's, of it's, of her love good. of cats, you know, your wonderful wife yeah. and your business is a modeling agency. But real quick, and I'll let you talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Is when we lived overseas, we had you know just feral cats running around all over the place and on our balconies and things like that. My mom would name them, of course, and put milk out for them. And she befriended the one. And of course, it had a litter of kittens. And of course, we had to bring them home with us. So we brought a quote unquote semi domesticated kitten from Italy home. (laughs) My mom had befriended that ultimately, once it had kittens, what else were we going to do? And uh, so that's just a cool story. And we used to feed them with the little uh, syringe you know, or a little eyedropper. So I can, I can see kind of, uh, with your wife and taking care of the little kittens and kittens running around all the time. That's neat. Yeah. And you know, I, I, it's funny because I never got to talk about my wife, even though she's such a big part of, of first allowing me to do what I do. And well, that's why I'll let you talk about her for crying out loud. Yeah, So she, she deserves some, some props, but, uh, you know, I I never wanted pets when I met her. We've been (laughs) together for, you know, over 11 years now. And so one day she said, well, can I just go to the pet store and take a look at some with the kids, you know, my daughters. And, oh, you were uh, in like, trouble. Okay. You were in trouble. Oh, I, I knew that was it. So I, so I drop them off at the pet store. I come back. They fall in love with this cat. We buy the cat, <laughs> bring it home. Now the cat is alone. We need, you know, she, she, the cat needs a friend. That's so right. My wife decides she wants to foster. She's like, you know, okay, we don't need to actually get new cats, but let's just foster a couple. So next thing I got four little, you know, two year old cats or something oh. in my house. Um, she falls in love with one of them. And then she's like, Oh, can we please keep him? I'm like, okay, you know, fine. So we name him bear and we decide to keep bear. Meanwhile, bear is very attached to another one of, of the, you know, his brother. Now we can't and split them up. We, absolutely. You got it. You got it. So now we, she's like, we can't split them up. So now we have McLovin who's the other cat and we decide, okay, so now we keep bear and McLovin. So now we have three from, from zero to three in a period of, I don't know, like four months or something. Right. What's away, the third I, one's I, name? Well, Mina was the first one. Willamina. Okay. Willamina, bear, Willamina. Yeah. Yeah. Bear and McLovin. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then it's three and now she just loves fostering. As a matter of fact, I mean, we're a city here of 2 million people. There are five, fosters in town who take bottle babies so these are like you know neonates that you have to feed every two hours for the first oh, week wow. so my wife wakes up every two hours during the night and during the day we can't go anywhere we can't take trips <laughs> you're on so call she can, you're on call so she feeds these babies and the second week is every three hours the third week is every four hours and so on and so forth until they're old enough to be adopted so we're going on nearly 40 fosters now that we have uh you know taken in and uh a, a funny thing is that they're all named after tv shows characters so if we're watching a tv show uh, at the time and we have cats we name them after characters of the whatever tv show 
is that we're that we're watching so they have all kinds of funny names and uh but th- now i'm in love with these guys right that's right I just think they're exactly so cute. and i'm all for fostering and she does the the, the heavy lifting and i just cuddle with them and uh <laughs> but i love it it's, it's fantastic well you hit right into my wheelhouse you start mentioning tv what are you watching right now what's the last <laughs> thing you binge are you, know you a what? binger watch- or a show watcher right is, are no. you, is it a netflix prime thing what's your what's your go-to Okay, so uh, we, we watched this movie called The Killer yesterday, which is the number one movie on Netflix. The new Netflix the, one, okay. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, David Fincher is, is the director, and he directed yes. Fight Club, which is one of my, my favorite movies. So I thought that was good. Uh, other than that, I like documentaries. You know, that's really my thing. I love documentaries. I love uh, music, even though I'm not a musician. I love, you know, I watched this thing about Millie Vanilli a couple nights ago. I don't even Hit know me. how we got. How'd you like stuff. that one, right? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was so interesting their story because we we kind of hear these things, but you never know that, you know. So they interviewed one of the guys died, but the other yep. guy is still alive, and you see what happened with them, and they tell the oh, story yeah. of their lives. And last week I watched a, a Wham, you know, George Michael documentary, and I loved that. Okay. So I love these things, and, and any documentary really, I I just enjoy watching those, and then TV shows. Uh, you know, I, I can't believe I'm about to admit this to the world, but, you know, I'm not much of a uh, reality TV guy. Okay. But I, I, I love this love is blind thing. O-M-G. <laughs> on, on Netflix, right? Yes. It yes. Is a, it's just a, a train wreck. You're in the right place <laughs> no, to admit that, Alex. My son and I watched that and we can't stop. Oh, man. I, I love that thing. I watch it with my wife and we grow closer <laughs> every time we watch it. We're like, if that's what's out there, we're um, I'm, <laughs> you're going so, nowhere. <laughs> on that note, the last right. season of, of Love is Blind, the only couple to get married were uh, Lydia and Milton. So guess what the two casts that we have here now are named? Lydia and Milton. Lydia and Milton, you got it. They're three weeks old. <laughs> <And they're> <laughs> that is awesome. All right, we got to keep it going. Now, you went All back, right. you said something about a little bit of music. You and I are kind of the same age. Where's your music? Where Where you go? What kind of, what, what do you like? What type of bands do you listen to? I am all over the place i mean i am so eclectic when it comes to my musical taste i guess it's, it depends on my mood i grew up a metalhead. okay i still am my, hit my, me you know, favorite my, metal band oh iron maiden nice yeah little maiden I, little quiet riot little uh, you know what, I, back in the a, day a little bit of you know i liked you know acdc metallica uh yes. ozzy osbourne black sabbath but yeah. I'm a Maiden guy. Like Maiden is, all right. Maiden is my favorite band of all time. As a matter of fact, in my family, everybody has to go to an Iron Maiden concert. I so love it. My wife first. You took you know, the Disney Princess to a Maiden show? Absolutely, I did. Damn right, you. <laughs> <laughs> when when she was uh, 15, I took her. I took my wife first. Then I took my 15 year old. I love then it. When her younger sister, t- you know, who's 16 now, when she was 15, I took her. And then I took my wife again. So, uh, you know, and one of my grandkids, you know, I have a, a step granddaughter and she's 11. And, and she's going to go. I, oh, absolutely. You know, it, it's mandatory. It's, yeah, write a passage in, in, yeah. in family as you're going to a maiden show. It's like in my family, you got to be a Redskins fan or commanders or whatever yeah. we call them now. But in your family, I love it. We got to go see some Iron Maiden. <laughs> absolutely next time they come i mean i follow them religiously so i'm just waiting for them to uh, as a matter of fact they are coming i already have it on my calendar so i told my uh, i just i just remember that it's a year from now it's like it's october of next year beginning of october they're gonna be in las vegas i already told my granddaughter you and i are going to iron maiden it's your turn and uh, it's not a question you know i don't we ask, both sounded like little girls waiting for taylor swift <laughs> sitting here talking about iron maiden our voices are cracking going up we're getting all excited <laughs> Excited. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, so that's that's me. And then I listen to everything. I tell you, on the other side of the spectrum, one of my other favorite bands is The Smiths. Okay. Um, and now you're I slowing it Smiths. down a little bit. Oh, Throw man. a little that's what I say. in I mean, there. I, yeah. I go all over the place, and The Smiths. I mean, they're one of a kind. I just cannot stop listening. I love Morrissey. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I saw. Uh, you know, you can't see them together because they've been <laughs> broken up for so long. But I've seen Morrissey by himself. I saw Johnny Marr 
you know, in a concert, the solo concert. Uh, so, I, you know, I, but I just, I missed the cure the was just, was just somewhere. And a friend of mine saw the cure and I was bummed. I would have gone and seen that show. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so nice when all these bands from your mind, the childhood <laughs> come around, right? And they play in the smaller arenas. It, we don't need to go to these, you know, yeah, don't have to go to the to, to huge amphitheater. I saw Counting Crows not too long ago. That was pretty oh, good. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I've seen all Pet Shop Boys a couple of years ago. I've seen Erasure, even those bands, which I didn't like at the time. Now I'm like, man, Erasure was like part of my growing up when you go to a little, you know, dances or whatever and they, they play the European <laughs> in New Order and things. <laughs> oh, well now you're making some old school pools right there. So let's let's keep it up. Let's go old school because one of the great things about Alex Simon here who I'm talking with, now he's from Brazil. You went mm -hmm. to college, you played tennis at Hawaii, a true yeah. rainbow warrior. We were talking about it. You and you like football, not just the Brazilian football. You kind of like American football too. And back in the day, I had to do my research again because I was thinking Timmy Chang, but he was more yeah. 2000s. It was Correct. Gabriel, Gary Gabriel, his kids at Oklahoma right now, one of the best Rainbow Warrior QBs. And then uh, Michael Carter, both of them uh, were there when you were there. Yes, Michael Carter. So when I was there, my first year I was there, you know, and that might have been I the end of Gabriel. I'm not, I'm not sure, but. I think it was because there was Michael Carter and there was another guy. And these guys used to take turns QBing. It was like a two QB system. A football. They would just, one play, Michael Carter would play, the other play, somebody else would play. But my first year, which was 92 at UH, they actually made it to the Holiday Bowl. And they were ranked like number, I don't know, 20 in the nation. They had a great year. And then they just, you know, were ordinary until they actually made it and played Georgia in a bowl game. Years later, you're a football guy, you might remember. Uh, and they went undefeated. They made it to a, to a bowl game. and But, you know, their schedule is one of those. Like, you're undefeated, but everybody's questioning how good you really are. And uh, they got destroyed by Georgia. And, you know, they were found not to be as good as uh, people thought they were. But Timmy Chang was, you know, a legend. I mean, that guy, oh, I yeah. mean, he was just crazy. He was after my time, but I remember him. I mean, he just, all they did I, was I think, throw it. I uh, think some of his numbers are, were still up there until just recently. Somebody else crazy had to, had to break it. But, oh, yeah, I mean, the list goes on. Recently, there was the Colt Brennan. Hawaii always wants to fly over yeah. here and just wreak havoc on people. And, but now they're just the rainbows. I think we should start the petition to bring back rainbow warriors. You know what? Well, the, the warriors now. You know, they Warriors, be, right. There's no rainbow. Yeah. I mean, we got to put the yeah. rainbow back in front of it. That's what we were talking about. I misread my notes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, when I was there, even though we were technically the Rainbow Warriors, everybody called us the rainbows. That's and right. My, you know, my our uniform, our tennis uniform just had a little rainbow on it. And it said the football ate. helmet had a rainbow on it. Yeah, the football helmet. It, we were proud to be the rainbows. Yeah. Mighty bows. Then, you know, and now, you know, I can't say we were. We felt fierce uh, wearing the gear because now, after they became the Warriors, I mean, their uniforms are like these nice, you now know, they're Polynesian fierce. style. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and that's nice looking stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, it got uh, the hey, nice I, deep green instead of maybe that more rainbowy teal, right? I mean, you know, and hey, I got to live in Hawaii for four years for free. Nothing wrong tennis, with that. Get, getting an education, I, I'll wear a rainbow on my chest any day. You know, so, right? Uh, College in did. Hawaii. Now you live in Vegas, traveling all over the place, and a big part of it's pickleball, right? Yeah. I mean, how crazy is that, Alex? When you think about this little game of pickleball and some of just the door, not only doors, avenues to roads, it's opened up for you. Yeah, you know, people say, "Where do you see yourself in five years?" I stop asking that question, you know, many, many years ago because you never know where life is going to take you. And uh, pickleball wasn't even on my radar, you know, 15 months ago, a year and a half ago. I, I had no intentions of even playing pickleball. And now my whole life is, you know, is completely different. I'm playing pickleball with, you know, my, my childhood tennis idols. Um, it, Isn't that crazy? Been, I mean, it, it's just insanity. You know, I travel the world. People fly me, pay me to, to go to all these places. I get to meet people you know all kinds of interesting people when i play even you know here on the tour and i play npl um it's just insane so 
you know, pickleball came into my life at, at the right time and I'm going to ride this wave and, you know, not just take, but also give. And uh, I really see it being, uh, you know, uh, most of what I do is going to be revolving around pickleball going forward for however long I can, I can do this. I, I think you're giving back a lot already. And I think the sport is is great. Lucky to have somebody like you, not only from a competitive and as a player standpoint, but the initiative you have with the giving back and this, this philanthropic uh, attitude, it's awesome. Let's kick it back. A little more fun. We already went through dogs and cats. Snakes or spiders? <laughs> uh, spiders. Scarier than snakes for you? Yeah, I have a thing. Snakes is not my thing. And uh, I really, I, I'm petrified of snakes. I don't know why that is. You know, I, I, I went to, uh, you know, Animal Kingdom, you know, when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. When they, you know, in, in uh, Orlando. And uh, they had this enormous snake i mean this thing must have been like i don't know like 13 14 <laughs> feet long yeah. and you could touch it i mean i touched the no very thanks. end of that thing i went to the very end and touched the tail and i was still thinking that thing was just gonna turn around and and eat me alive you know the yeah uh, the, the the anaconda so no oh. I, I would take spiders myself any day yeah, I can see the Black Widow when she's sitting right there, and I know it's her, and I know to get away. And at least rattlesnakes let you know, but when they let you know, generally, you're too close. And when when I walk into the zoo, and they've got these 30-foot pythons behind this, what looks, I, I don't know how thick the glass is. Yeah. All I can see is the movie version when they break out of there, and they're constricting people all around. You're trying to get out. You're getting trampled. Oh, yeah. Snakes, snakes, snakes get me, too. All right. So we're having a, let's say you're having a beverage. Would it be a beer or a seltzer? It will be a seltzer. I actually don't drink alcohol. I, I never gotcha. was a drinker. And nice. I think it's partly the reason why I was able to, you know, just my own opinion, to stay in such good shape going into my, my 50s. So uh, into I your prime. say, uh, you know, Coca-Cola is, is, is my vice, is my, my You beverage. and Annalie Waters, right? Did you see her sucking down Coke between points? That changed the whole dynamic of you sports to come. Yeah, I actually switched to Coke Zero a couple of years ago because my, my Coke intake was just so, uh, so great that I said, you know what, let's get a little healthier if you can even use that word. Remember the worst thing that Coke ever did? I think this thing was on a par with Pepsi Clear was New Coke. New Coke was yeah. not. Yeah, that thing didn't last. The original is just, I just love it. And uh, Me so, too. yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I have no problem admitting this, but I'll down two or three Coke Zeros <laughs> every day and, uh, you know, unapologetic. Hey, that's okay. I found a love for the Celsius Arctic vibe, vibe oh. flavor, and I like the grape rainstorm. I might have one of each of those during the day, too. Okay, it's good to know. I never tried that, but I'll, I'll okay, so Celsius. The, the Celsius Arctic. Arctic vibe. Try that one out. Arctic. Okay. It's a good I, I'll, one. I'll look it up. For sure. <laughs> I <laughs> love that one. All right. I'll get you out of here on this. Having a lot of fun with Alex Simon here. What do you got going on this weekend? Anything special? And what is, you do some really cool adventures. We didn't even get to it. We'll do it next time with Andre. What's your next big adventure, personal adventure type thing you're going to do? You know what? I'm sitting by the computer. Uh, for this weekend, we're talking about this weekend. I'm watching Formula One ticket prices go down by the hour. Excellent. Uh, you know, God willing, they will come down enough. I mean, they, they've come down to like $1,200 each. So uh, I'm going to wait. You got to have some long. connects over there. They'll get you, they'll get you behind the, they'll get you behind the curtain back there. I wish, I wish I knew some, anybody in Formula One, but I don't. So honestly, I, I think I'll skip it. I mean, it's such chaos on the strip right now. I mean, all I the bet. roads are closed. Uh, traffic is horrendous. It's been horrendous for months. Uh, so who knows? Maybe I'll get to Formula One. If not, I'll, I'll just watch it at home. And uh, yeah, in terms of, of other adventures, uh, nothing really coming up. Just looking forward to the holidays and uh, continuing to, you know, to play and, and get some rest from tournaments. My body could use it. But we'll see. You know, a, 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 any minute... You know, like I was sitting here one Sunday. I just got back from Boise. That's how things started with, with Andre Agassi is I was just sitting here. I had played literally every day for about three weeks. And it was a Sunday. And I'm sitting here poolside <laughs> with my wife. 
This is trying about to, a couple months trying ago. Trying to unwind, right? Yeah, trying to unwind. I had just arrived at like midnight from Boise and I told her, you know, babe, I'm taking the, the day off today. Today is a no pickleball day. And five minutes later, I get a text message and it says, hey, hey Alex, this is Andre Agassi. Uh, I hear you're pretty good at singles. I'd love to see where I'm at with my singles game. Would you like to play? And literally 45 minutes later, we're on a court playing pickleball. One of those things so, you've got to do. Yeah, I, mean, I told my wife, you know, this one I have to take. So there goes my day off. <laughs> and that started, you know, us playing together. So if you check with me tomorrow, there may be an adventure or something exciting happening. But right now, hey, well, I'm gonna enjoy the quiet. I'll be sure to check in with you often. I'd love to have you back on. Had a great time here with you today, Alex. I hope you did too. Absolutely. It was a pleasure being, I mean, this is such a different podcast. I mean, I'm, I do a lot of podcasts and uh, I love them all, but they're mostly, you know, 99.9 pickleball related. And I love to share a little bit of uh, my outside of pickleball life. And yeah, uh, yeah. so I definitely had a great time. And as you can see, I, I don't mind sharing even about my uh, love is blind uh, addiction. Oh, uh, hey, which, we are peas in a pod. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, we. I mean, with that in common, how, how devastating would we be on the pickleball court for crying out loud? Yeah, I just hope I see more weddings, man. I mean, the first season, everybody would get married. Now it's like you can barely get one wedding out of love. And that's because love is blind, man. <laughs> hey, I, I had a blast. I had a blast. I'll let you get out of here. Hopefully, you get a little uh, NPL time this year. And if next time you're hitting with Agassi, you tell him you're on pickle with Mickle. If he's a little I jealous, will. hey, tell him I'd be happy to have him on. I mean, no worries there. But hey, Alex, really did have a great time. Thank you so much for making some time to come on and uh, have a great weekend. Hey, thank you so much for having me and um, here for you anytime. Anytime you want to talk, I'm, uh, you know, I'll be happy to be on there. You've got, hey, who knows if I'll get on that river cruise in Europe, but we're definitely going to talk when you come uh, back from that. Let's talk about that. I'd, I'd love to have you join us. Hey, all right. We'll talk soon. Talk soon. Thank you so much. My pleasure. You take care. Thank you, Alex. Okay. Bye, Michael. Alex, I'll take the Smith's Love is Blind package if it's not sold out yet. I hope you all enjoyed our talk as much as I did. Alex, that was incredible. So fun. I wish you the best in all your pickle endeavors. Very exciting indeed. I wish all of you a great weekend, and I'll see all y'all right here next time for more.